0: Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker to this podcast on the essential skills of NLP. This is a series of 10 free podcasts introducing a fascinating field of NLP, that's neuro-linguistic programming. If you've enjoyed these podcasts, you can get the rest of the entire series directly from the iTunes store. Simply search for me, Phil Parker, or Essential NLP to find it. Hi and welcome to Essential NLP podcast number seven. I'm Phil Parker and the first thing I'd like to say is welcome to this podcast uh, The podcast only been up a week or so and we've already had 3000 more visitors downloading this podcast. So thanks so much for listening. That's So fantastic. People all around the world seems to be in every continent. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I'd like to thank a few people who've put reviews on iTunes, um, Brenda, Adam, and especially Andy, who's one of my competitors left a lovely uh, review. Thanks, Andy, and Tracy and Peg in America. Thanks for that. Uh, if anyone wants to leave a review, hey you get a name check in the next podcast, check that out. And I know that I've missed out the names of a couple of people who left reviews because it's really difficult to work out what your names are from your iTunes ID. So if you'd like to email me and tell me who you are, I'll add you to the thanks in the next podcast. So let's get on with it. Um, Today we're looking at uh, the continuing story of NLP presuppositions. For those of you who didn't uh, tune into podcast number six very briefly, they are the kind of foundation of NLP. They're how we decide to see the world Remember, they're not true, they're an approximation to truth, they're a model of how the world works, but they're a pretty good model because they tend to give us a chance to see the world in a different, more productive way. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to the second presupposition of NLP. And as you remember from the last podcast, I said they're a little bit wordy, so you may find it really useful to send me an email in so you can get a transcript of this. To the usual email address, that's phil at philparker.org. So presupposition number two, people already have all the resources they need. People already have all the resources they already need. So what does this mean? Well, again, let's have a look at the opposite. Most people go around the world feeling like there's something more they need to learn. There's something they need to get from somebody else. Somebody else has the skill set that they need to do this. They're lacking in some way. This presupposition starts from the opposite perspective, that you already have everything on board that you would ever need to achieve what you want to achieve. That you've already come, like we said in the last presupposition, with the full set of pieces of the jigsaw to do what it is you need to do. It's a really empowering position to come from. You could potentially use it to beat yourself up and say, well, if I have all these brilliant resources and qualities, how come I'm not achieving things? But that would be a misuse of it. The purpose of this is to say, let's start from the position you are completely capable of doing the things that you want to do. Yeah, you may need to develop those resources, but you have them within you. This gives us a position where we can look at, okay, we've already got everything. Now, how do we utilize that? How do we amplify that ability, rather than this idea of searching for somebody else to fix us, somebody else to do the thing for us, someone else to take responsibility for this area of our life? This empowering position allows you to start to see yourself as a major player in your life and in whatever you want to do. And it's so uncommon most people have the opposite belief most people have that sense that well you know i'm not really good at these things i'm not as good as other people at doing this i'm not very skilled up at this Um, you know i don't do computers i'm not very good with mobile phone technology i need somebody to help me so this is a presupposition of responsibility saying that yeah hey i have the responsibility to deal with this i don't need a sensible adult to help me i can do this myself and a recognition that you may need to do some work to grow those skills within you, but you have everything you need to move forwards in your life. An interesting thing starts to happen if you decide to manage people from this perspective. If instead of seeing them as lacking or incapable, you start from the perspective of,
1: you know, they have
0: everything they need, maybe all I need to do is encourage and develop those qualities within them if you work in a therapeutic context, instead of seeing as your job to carry the client to wellness, recovery mental good health or whatever it may be, to recognize they already have all the qualities they need within them. So a good example would be let's imagine somebody is stressed at presentation time coming back to our idea of states, we would say it's not that they don't have experience and the quality of being relaxed or being confident or having presence at a presentation they do have all those things all they need to do is find a way to access them and NLP has a whole bunch of skills to make that happen. Let's look at the idea of presence again some people would say well you either have it or you don't have it what if we started from the position of everybody ...could have, or more precisely, everyone could do, generate, get in touch with that state of presence. And what's your thought about that? Do you think that's true? I do. My experience is that. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why I think that's the case... ...is when I was a kid, I was the shyest, most high behind everybody kid you could ever meet. And I'm completely not like that anymore. The idea of me is standing on stage, talking to thousands of people... Uh, dealing with unexpected questions that people answer and and answering them with with a, a confidence and a competence would have been absolutely unimaginable for me. And certainly if you look around your office you may see some people you think well they haven't got any charisma. Maybe we should think the other way. Maybe we should think they probably have. They probably have. They may not believe it and if they don't believe it they certainly won't be able to access it. But my experience is you can help people to be more confident, to be charismatic, to have presence, because these are just behaviours. They're not inbuilt talents. One of the questions I'd like you to ask yourself is: Where do you feel that you don't have all the resources you need? Where do you feel that oh, this just isn't for me? I I don't do that. I don't have that quality. I'm not good at presentations. I'm not good at this. Where do you feel that and? Apply this presupposition to that and go, well, what if I already have all the resources I need? It's only a small step that I need to do to recover and reignite those qualities. An example is people say, you know, uh, I've never had very good self-esteem. You know, I guess I just, I guess I was just born that way. Well, you know what? You go to any three or four month old's nursery, and you find that child in the middle of the night wakes up and wants something, then they don't kind of look at their wristwatch and go, well, you know, it's a little bit early, I don't want to upset anybody because my needs aren't as important as anybody else and it would be a little bit embarrassing. They just don't have that conversation. They just scream because they know they deserve to be looked after. Somebody should be taking care of them. They're not quite sure what they want, but they do know they want something and somebody should deliver it. When a child is excited about something they've done, maybe they've drawn a picture, they rush into the room and show it to everybody, wanting to know what people think about it. Look at me, I've done this. This is a sign of people having presence, people wanting to show people and share with people their stuff, people not being embarrassed about what they've done, standing up and saying, look at this. And at some point again, we lose that. But we did start with it, because that is a pretty universal experience of children. So they come with a completely full set of buying into the idea that they are deserving that their opinions are important and that the world should take some kind of notice of them anything else comes later stuff that we learn later although because we learn it so well we start to buy it we start to believe it to be true about ourselves maybe we need to consider and challenge some of those hard-held perceptions we have about ourselves where we kind of feel Well, maybe I don't have the qualities and skills to do that. Now, is it true that everybody has equal amount of talent? I don't think that's true. But I do believe that we all have incredible untapped talents, incredible abilities. If we sell ourselves short, we'll never get them. We'll never recognise them. So maybe start with this presupposition today and ask yourself, okay. When I'm not feeling like I'm capable, I don't have the qualities or skills, just check inside and go, well, maybe I have everything on board that I need. I have all the resources I need to achieve what I want to achieve. So that's the second presupposition. In the next podcasts, I'll be introducing some more of the presuppositions and some other really interesting and funky stuff as well. I'm also setting up a new podcast, which I think will complement this one brilliantly. It's going to be interviews with some inspirational people. That's going to be people who are uh, at the top of their field in NLP, in personal development, in coaching. But it's also going to be people like who used to be junkies and aren't anymore, who got themselves out of those kind of holes. People who do extraordinary things, peak athletes, journalists, people who've changed their lives, people who've decided to jack their job in and start something completely new. Someone who decides to get rid of the career he has and do what he loves to do. We're going to be looking at these interesting, inspiring tales and seeing what we can learn from those. But they're not going to be part of this podcast. They're going to be in a new place. It's not going to be launched quite yet, but you can get a preview of it by going to the website www.lifeyoulovenow.com There you can register your interest. And we'll send you the details as soon as it comes online. So until then, look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get hold of the rest of the series, you can purchase them directly from the iTunes store. Just search for Phil Parker and Essential NLP. You might also like our newsletter, which you can sign up for at philparker.org. It will provide you with free bonus content on these subjects, information about forthcoming seminars, and all sorts of stuff that will support you in learning this. So that's philparker.org. Essential NLP. skills for a great life.